longtime friends who bonded over one of the biggest forms of entertainment in the 90s have come back together to answer the common question. You still watch wrestling? Here we go. Buckle up. It's that time once again to hop in that DeLorean as we go back in time to answer the common question. You still watch wrestling? Yes, and Mike actually watched some live wrestling recently. This is Sean Beckerman, Mike Wartenby, my co-host, my best pal from another from another gal, if you will. We're back for YSWW. We're answering that common question. Yes, we're still watching wrestling, damn it. It's still real to me, damn it. And we're back with a new episode covering, and this is one of Mike's, I'd probably say The Miz is there. You want yep. to learn about The Miz. You know, Edge was, you know, Liam's request plus yours, too. And then yeah. CM Punk was one you repeatedly have said over the last year that you've wanted to hear about. And we're here. The first edition. We finally made Punk. it. We finally made it. Uh, and you were just telling me that this is going to be broken into how many segments? Two or now? three parts. We'll see two how much we get parts. done. We don't want to because Brock Lesnar, I was looking back at the Lesnar episode. We could probably make that easily two episodes. Yeah. We were just so into talking about Brock. We just went on, you know, so. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be more uh, in tune and, and proactive with our time here. So right. we'll try. I'm thinking two, maybe three, you know, uh, separate parts of the CM Punk saga. But this is the first part is early years. But before we get into that, Mike, you watched it, it was it has been. What was your last show? It was after eight it, WrestleMania 18, right? So no, that was my last was that, that live was last show. one. WrestleMania in Toronto was my last live show. So I, this is part of of the show. The lapsed fan. Mike is the lapsed fan, bringing yeah. you back into the fold. So question. Yeah. It's so since it was it was WrestleMania 18. You know, so you're right. talking 21 years. Yeah. Two decades. We went to a house show. You know, a uh, road to WrestleMania that was in Trenton, New Jersey, uh, uh, over the weekend as this recording. And I wanted your in input and I want to ask you until this <laughs> show, I was very careful not to ask you, you know, I asked yeah. you, do you like it? But, you know, but I wanted yeah, to, yeah, yeah. You what, kept asking if I liked it. Yes. Yeah. What is the difference? What your thoughts? Tw two decades later from you, la granted WrestleMania, that's a whole, you know, you're talking right. big sets. You can't Hogan rock goosebumps when my, yeah. my favorite match to be live in front of all time. Yeah. You can't compare, no. but the whole experience, the characters, how do you compare? Or if you want to look at maybe don't compare WrestleMania, but compare like a Raw, you know, I'm or just, I'm gonna, go to. I, you know, what did you was, think? So what you know, we went to was a dark show. It wasn't a Raw. It wasn't a SmackDown. Yes. Yes. It wasn't house a show, yes. pay-per-view. So and we, you and I have gone to house shows in the yes. past. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I compare. I wouldn't. I was comparing it to what I remember as those house shows. Yes. And it felt like it was a live, uh, televised event with mm -hmm. you know. That's, with what, that's the, difference uh, now, right? It, yes. It's a huge difference. Like the yes. production value of of a house show was was really great because it, it was more uh, intimate too. Because you know Cody Rhodes. Brought a fan out out uh, out of the stands and onto the into the mat, uh, and it was more of like a genuine kind of a you know gathering. You know, everybody was kind of like into it. It wasn't like you know nobody had to wait for a, a commercial. Uh, it was just nonstop. Really, it was it was a lot of fun. You know, it was very different from when I remember going to a a, a dark you know dark match. Uh, yeah, event. The there's two different levels of dark matches so or house shows i should say house shows her sorry yeah so the house show we saw was probably the mid-tier show like coming up there's good there could be the garden so that's another right. tier that's where both are together you may see roman on that show you know that's like right. the next that's because the garden's expensive to run it so they're running sure. two or three times a year max and that's their top tier house show you know right um where uh brock lesnar actually wrestled on there he never wrestles outside of pay-per-views freebie live premium live events ple's so but like you said i see over the last 10 years like house shows used to be made back in the 80s and 90s, a curtain they'll come through a curtain yeah. you know All or right, they yeah. have a little sign you know something small now it, it's a mini version of the big stage from all it's not as big yeah, as the really stage, cool. but it's a smaller yeah. version of it 
and they make it seem like it's like a television event where it's just it that one, like one match bleeds into the other, like attacks this and that, you know, yeah. matches me on the fly. So it's more like a type of version. And look, of, they actually of, had of, a a title match in the whole, you yes. know, an actual title match, which we knew who yeah. was going to win, but to have a title match is, is kind of fun to have that too. Yeah. So who was your favorite wrestler coming out of, of the show? Of that show, Seth Rollins, Seth freaking Rollins. Yeah. Like he really like captivated the whole crew and the whole audience. It was just really, really cool. Well, I was really excited. Ahead, I was sorry. excited to see Cody Rhodes. Yeah. But I was, I was, I was, uh, I guess fulfilled after seeing Seth Rollins really. So and what that's the big debate recently is Seth apparently on raw this past Monday had the loudest chance, even over Cody, even over John Cena yeah. in a way. Yeah. Wow. But people are saying it's because of the song. You could sing along. So right. it's not necessarily, you're not just cheering. You didn't cheer to stone cold song. You cheer for stone cold. Right. Are you cheering for Seth or are you enjoying Seth plus the song? But yeah, he, I would, you could yeah. say, but you could tell a different level star, right? Where there was different. Oh yeah. You could yeah. tell them cheering for him. Cody, yeah, you know? was, yeah, definitely. It was louder when Cody came out louder when Seth Rollins, but, and not as, and it was pretty loud when uh, that girl, uh, As Asa, As Asuka? Asuka. Yeah. Cause it was, Asuka. it was a surprise. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was pretty loud for her, but those were the three loudest ones. But well, Seth Rollins, I think, I think it is true. Like, his song is catchy. You know, it's a catchy song. It's an ear. And it developed, you know. Yeah. So we'll talk more about Seth later on, you know, when outside, because it's funny last week we talked about the shield. So yeah. it's interesting that, you know, you say that because now Seth Rollins has been in WWE 10 years. So you're talking wow. about guys, they have 10 years of marketing and investment in Seth Rollins, you know. Yeah. So where he's been, you know, world champion. So he's built that the equity with 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 the fan base so i'm not yeah. surprised why you why you would think that so it's, and he wrestled uh who would he wrestle he wrestled uh austin theory in austin the, theory the, yes. and, and you can tell a different you can see who is a good wrestler and who's just like kind of out there like mm -hmm. dominic is a good he's yes. gonna be he's gonna be really yes. great like he was far different than superior than the people who were out there in the match with him but seth rollins austin fury like you know that they're going to be good and they're, they're good because of how they uh, are, they are in the ring. It's, it's, it's a big difference. Well, the, the difference also is, um, you know, the amount of time they've had, you know, to establish their character and the pushes they've gotten. But what the fun thing about house shows is they test out things as well. They'll test out characters. They'll t test right. out doing certain things before they do it on television to see the response from the fans. So right, yeah. I always, I mean, you love to go to Raw and SmackDown, but there's a lot mm -hmm. of talking. You're not going to watch a lot of matches. You right. see more matches at a house show and you'll see different things tried out. Yeah. You know, like for instance, the same outfit we saw Mustafa Ali wearing, he wore right. on Raw, you know, the, the next, next night. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, interfering with Dolph. So testing out, that look, you know, yeah. and and then portraying it on television. So. Yeah, it's definitely you, you get your money's worth. I'd yeah. say. You want to go to another one? Worth. Yeah. Outside really? before WrestleMania forty, we're going that. That's a separate. Yeah, yeah. This whole separate thing. So yeah. All right. So I just want to hear your feedback, and we'll talk more about him sure yeah. as we continue on. So here we go. CM Punk. Mike, have you heard of CM Punk at all before this show? Before? Yes. The, the when okay. I had. How did I you heard... hear? <laughs> um, Beastmasters, I think it, I think it was Beastmasters. Okay. Yes, yes, with yes. Tiki uh, Barber. Yes, right. Mm -hmm. it, yep. That's I was like I was like CM Punk. I I, yes. I know that from somewhere. I, I think he was a I think he was a wrestler. And I knew who Tiki Barber was. Yes, that's uh, post WWE, uh, pre AEW that stage. Okay. So yeah, that's that's the only time I knew who CM Punk was from watching that. I think it was on Netflix. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's the only thing I that's the only reason no I know CM Punk. Never saw him wrestle one bit. CM Punk, aka Phil Brooks, is his real Phil name. Brooks. Yeah. So he his gimmick, the whole and it to this very day, his gimmick uh adopted his actual real life following of the straight edge movement, which was very popular into the nineties, into the two thousands, after the Kurt Cobain, all that, you know, so being straight edge was really yeah. It's own. I don't want to say cult, but its own. You know, genre, not not even a genre, but its own. Let's say movement. Yeah, so the straight edge movement yeah, was movement. a movement in itself. Yeah. Um, and it became his professional wrestling gimmick. But 
the gimmick itself uses different personalities or elements of punk's personality and the beliefs of straight edge, you know, depending upon his alignment, whether it's a good thing as you know, saying, right. Like say your prayers, eat your vitamins or a bad thing. I'm better than you because I'm straight edge and you're, you know, so there's different ways he can go about it based upon the character he's playing. So while portraying crowd favorite, you know, he's telling people, do the right thing but you'll right. see as his career unfolds when he needs to be a bad guy he's very easily to throw it out there in someone's face like the million dollar man would do money right you know or or you know any bad guy would, would say you're hypocritical or you know, that type of twisting the narrative to fit the need so um punk's common mantra during his heel theme promos um because that he is straight edge He's better than you. And then Punk performs the straight edge symbol of crossing his arms in an X. So you'll see lots of that crossing his arms as an X formation while having an X written on both of the back of his hands around his tape. So you'll see that as the pattern. What does that mean? It's being straight edge, the symbol of straight edge symbol. So So the X is the straight edge symbol. Yes. So he'll use that like the cover of the WWE video game. I think it's 2K. 13 or w13 is him with the symbol which is crazy thinking it's from the independence now on the cover of, of w wow he was video on game. A, he was on a video yeah, game yes. wow yeah he was the you know not this is part of the issue he was the champion but never the number one guy and that's his problem he had with wb he never was the main event of wrestlemania he oh, faced he was, the undertaker which that's pretty about, you know pretty main event but, though yeah exactly that's how vince worded it but he said no the main event's the last guy on last well, and he never was Wow. And that was a big that's, problem. That's, wow. It's, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the common question about Punk's gimmick itself is that, and it comes up often, even to this very day, I'm sure, is the meaning of what CM is, the, what the initial CM stands for. So originally, CM represented the phrase chick magnet, in which the Miz used, if you remember, the chick yeah. magnet. Um, the name of his tag team he was in as a backyard wrestler. But Punk, however, later changed CM to, into, you know, and call it an orphan acronym where it would fit whatever the situation deems gotcha. itself to where, you know, CM Punk stands for Cookie Monster or Cookie Master, <laughs> uh, Crooked Moonsault, Charles Montgomery, you know, Chuck Mosley, Charles Manson, you know, uh, Crazy Mariachi, Chicago Made, because he is from Chicago and he lives and breathes Chicago. So that one kind of makes sense. Oh, that's cool. You know, or championship material when he was a champion. So Ooh, things championship nature, material. So. That's kind of yeah. cool. I like that. So his first his his wrestling life, his first venture was uh a stint in a backyard wrestling federation called Lunatic Wrestling Federation, the LWF, which I've heard of, uh, which was with his friends and his brother Mike Brooks in the mid to late nineties. I think some tapes went around of the backyard I'm wrestling. Sure. Called the I remember wrestling. watching it. We used to buy them. We, we bought a couple yes. of backyard wrestling yeah. uh, tapes. Uh, then he started using the ring name, ring name CM Punk when he was put into a tag team with the Chick Magnets with CM Venom. So there was CM Punk and then CM Venom, the That's Chick cool. Magnets, um, after another performer skipped out in the car. So a tag team was formed and his name was formed. Then he oh. soon left and then enrolled as a student at the Steel Dominion Wrestling School in Chicago, where he was trained by Ace Steel, who we'll talk about in probably episode two or three that came back around in a pretty big incident with CM Punk in AEW. Which we'll oh, talk wow. About. Okay. So, right. uh, Ace Steel, Danny Dominion, and Kevin Quinn to become uh, you know, a bore, uh, uh, solidified, bona fide professional wrestler. So, as part of the training, he wrestled at Steel Dominion School, you know, Steel Dominion Wrestling in St. Paul, Minnesota. And that's where he met. His then best friend Scott Colton. I'm smiling right now because all these parts come into play years later for him in, <laughs> in significant ways. Really? So he met Scott Colton, who would soon adopt the stage name of Colt Cabana, who's in AEW now. So okay. he he's Jewish and he was one of the early on wrestlers that really promoted the, the Jewish culture. Like he, he would have the I, the Star David Colt with a light blue shirt, you know, he'd oh. wear around. That was a big popular shirt he would sell. And he helped promote what's now known as Pro Wrestling Tees, one of the biggest, you know, T-shirt outside WWE manufacturers in the world. And they're, right. they produce AEW shirts. Um, you know, Legends of Wrestling, Austin's with, uh, you know, them too. And it's a big company based out of Chicago. So wow. Colt and Punk became soon best friends. Um, and they spoke, spent most of their career working together uh, in the same independent circuit promotions. 
and we'll mention the big pipe bomb promo. He mentions Colt Cabana, which Colt Cabana had a brief stint in WWE as Scotty Goldman, which we'll get into. Okay. It was a brief, very brief stint there. Um, in the Independence Punk, along with uh, graduates Colt, Chucky Smooth, Adam Pierce, who Adam Pierce is now the yeah. head official in WWE with the bald head. You've probably seen him occasionally. That's okay. Adam Pierce. So he wrestled with Punk and manager Dave Prezak. And they formed an alliance called the Gold Bond Mafia. So that was his initial introduction to professional wrestling, his first group. And he'd be a part of other groups we'll talk about coming up. Um, <laughs> and we'll talk about it. So uh, for his early career, he usually considered himself to be uh, a part, a big part of his career, I should say, was was working for the Independent Wrestling Association Mid-South. It's IWA Mid-South. I, I re-announced for IWA here in the, in the Northeast. Uh, but he was a part of IWA Mid South, so I was part of the of the organization, just a different brand, different territory. So during Punk's time in IWA, he had high profile feuds with Colt Cabana and Chris Hero, while also rising to the top and winning the IWA Mid South Light Heavyweight Championship twice, and then the IWA Mid South Heavyweight Championship on five different occasions, beating stars like AJ Styles. It was now oh, wow. a big star in WWE. You know, Colt Cabana and Colt Cabana and even Eddie Guerrero, he defeated for the championship. That's when Eddie was on the independent circuit at that point. Um, this is when he had his his uh you know alcohol and drug issues when WWE fired him initially before they brought him back. Right. So Punk's feud with with Chris Hero, who was known as Cassius Ono in NXT, included a 55-minute TLC match and a 93-minute two out of three falls match and several 60 minute time limit draws. So the big, this is where the big break came for punk uh, punk's matches with Colt led him to be hired by ring of honor. So once ECW folded, right. And WCW w- w- folded and, you know, basically non-existent absorbed the WWE purchased by WWE, the ring of honor promotion Developed. We'll talk about Ring of Honor by itself in a separate episode. Right. So it became the alternative based upon honor. We had to shake hands before the match. You know, oh. it was all about honor. And that's okay. where top stars today came from, such as CM Punk. You know, AJ Styles is a part of it. Adam Cole, you know, the Young Bucks, you know, all, all grew up in a lot of AEW superstars, wrestlers. Kevin Owens came from Ring of Honor. So you have a lot of Sami Zayn wrestled in Ring who, of Honor. Who found Who found Ring of Honor? Well, it's a whole separate. We'll get okay, into that. It's, okay. it's all separate. All right. Yeah, it's a whole separate. I want to do it correct when we talk about Ring of Honor. But Got it. um, so from February into uh 2003 until May 2004, you know, he was a part of. You know, he he also performed as a wrestler and commentator in Ring of Honor until he was signed to the WWE. So a big part initially. Punk joined Ring of Honor as a babyface, but then quickly became a heel and a feud, which one of the best feuds apparently of Punk's career early on, and that was with Raven. Oh, really? Yes. Um, you know, which f- featured numerous you know variants of no DQ matches. I like Raven. I want to play a little clip here of Punk's promo on Raven. And before you cut me off. Raven, this was in Philadelphia. I hate you. The reason in my heart of hearts why I hate you. That's Cole Cabana next door. I didn't know any better yeah. when I was a little kid. When my dad came home smelling like he looks so, he looks so young. Work he yep. was doing. I didn't realize he was out at the bar. I didn't realize workman unemployment office. I didn't think it was strange for somebody to come home from work and have to take an old style up into the shower while they showered. I didn't think it was strange for somebody to pass out. I thought an old style, a pack a day, was the norm. (laughs) Raven, my father is exactly like you. And since day one in Ring of Honor, where fighting spirit is supposed to be revered, things aren't supposed to be this way. I'd shake your hand like a normal man, but see, the truth is I don't respect you. I hate you. I hate you for everything you pissed away, everything I scrape and I clock for that I haven't even earned yet, that you got handed to you, and you fucked up. It's a very good promo. For what? For pills, for booze, for alcohol, for women? 
I am born of your poison society. So on the 17th of July, I will become a monster to fight the monsters of the world. And your time in Ring of Honor will be done. And that is a promise because this is true. This is real. He's referring to the tattoos on himself. So it says drug free on his knuckles, on his fingers. You are a monster, Bob. Yeah, so uh, it's you can see his character developing. This was a great rivalry, even so much so that these were big tape traders were talking about this feud. Being on the outside, looking you can tell a little ECW vibe things. here, right? Yeah, I was it's simply about being straight edge versus living a life of drugs and debauchery, but it's not. It's about something more deep rooted than that. It's a lot of disappointment. Was Raven and CM Punk, their biggest it's about uh, looking names up to at somebody this moment, at this point, and having everything you believed in. Yeah, that others come through for your eyes. You know, um, AJ Styles. But yeah, it's at about the moment, like, this moment, are they the biggest? This, right this was the biggest rival. This was the most heated rivalry in Ring of Honor. A blood feud with Raven's hair, you know, being shaved, being, you know, it's, it was yeah. who even motivated intense to join a wrestling school. See, Raven. You became an anti-hero, except you're against everything I believe in. But that made me train that much harder. I drove up and down roads for five long years for little or no money. I fractured my skull in front of 60 people. I've missed holidays with loved ones. I've sacrificed again and again and again. And for what? Because someday I knew. Yeah, I remember this young punk, and then we'll fast forward when we cover his AEW run, where he looks like an old man punk wrestling. Yeah, you know. I, I know him as old man I believe in. Or even I've been suffering for too long. I've been hungry for a long time, and they haven't been feeding me. Tonight, I end my suffering with your demise, and you're gonna find out exactly why Straight Edge means I'm better than you. And the funny thing is, his big feud in AEW was with MJF, whose MJF's motto is, I'm better than you, and you know it. Right. So things tie in with, with Punk and his career. So we're going to play. It's a 30-minute clip. We're not going to play all 30 minutes. We'll play little clips here and there. This was the insane dog collar match, courtesy of Ring of Honor on YouTube, the match between Punk and Raven. This is from ROH Death Before Dishonor in 2003. And now, just so you know, Mike, AEW yeah. or AEW purchased Tony Khan purchased Ring of Honor, I should say. So Ring wow. of Honor now is like kind of like the NXT ver, you know, of WWE. Ring of Honor is now a part of the whole entity, you know, involving yeah, that's cool. AEW. So the library is now owned, you know, in the hands right. of Tony Khan. So this is from Death Before Where Dishonor. Is courtesy of the Ring of Honor hey, YouTube channel. So this is kind of the building that'll be announcing in coming up later this month, very similar to this. It does have an ECW feel to it. Yes. So again, pushing, I'm better than you. The other yeah. promo was my dad was bad because he drank and all that, you know, and I'm fighting that. Now this is him saying that it's all bad. You know, you're all bad by doing it. I'm better than you. Right. Different take on it. You so we'll fast forward now a little bit. Look two and a half minutes, three minutes. And they're even chanting ECW. Yes. That's Danny Doring from ECW. They still change W to this day. It's yeah. you know. That's for a little bit. They see Raven. I mean, I don't blame him. He started this, Chris. He's the one who tried to choke out Raven. This is post WWE. Would W, you know, let him go? Right. And also around this time, it's funny. Raven also CM was Punk's a so part of TNA, Total Nonstop Action Wrestling. He played a big he, role at that company. WWE wasted Raven? Yes, in yeah. a way. Yeah, I think they could have done more with him. So we'll fast forward now. 
to about 25 minutes in from the video clip, just so you can get an idea of the match. Very bloody. Yeah, yeah I remember. And, I've seen these one of these before. Um, what's interesting is MJF and CM Punk had their own dog collar match in AEW. Oh, cool. So he hung Raven up, he taped him up in a crucifix. His hair is all bloody. And see those white shorts? He wore very similar white shorts in the dog collar match with MJF. Okay. How was that match? Are we gonna are you gonna show me that? It was match? good. Yeah, we'll yeah we'll get there. Yep, and uh, they're making an action figure based upon that match. It's coming out. Uh, so, so this is a pretty good match if they're doing that. Yeah. So of course he gets his come up. It's where Tommy Dreamer. Oh, Tommy Dreamer comes out. Yes. That dude's everywhere. Yes, and Tommy's now working with Impact. Yeah, this is when he. I'm trying to think of the time frame because. He also was involved in the ECW. Yeah. The new WWE ECW, which we discussed. So it was kind of like him, ECW against Punk in a way. And these were two rivals. They hated each other, you know, Raven yeah. and Dreamer. The Brooklyn Brawler. Yeah. To this day, ECW. That's, that is, that's a strong chant, man. Of course. So, um, at the same time, Punk also joined TNA, and he was paired with Julio De Niro as members of Raven's Alliance, The Gathering. So he was feuding with them, but in wow. TNA, he was a part of their group. So we show that clip, and this is uh, this is early Impact. Um, this is when they were on pay-per-view. This was NWA TNA, when they affiliated with NWA, the early stages of Impact. So CM Punk did play a, a big role in TNA. Yeah. What happened was, you know, shortly after uh, so the after TNA went, show, after, after Ring of Honor, he went to TNA? It was kind of both mixed together. We were oh, still doing Because at oh, okay. the time... TNA wasn't signing people to exclusive contracts, you know, to where they, they had a lot of independent wrestlers. AJ Styles wrestled for TNA, you know, so a lot oh, of Ring of so Honor talent would, okay. would, would wrestle, you know. Why does he um, have the Pepsi logo on his arm? Yeah, he likes Pepsi. That's what he said. Well, I'll talk about all his tattoos, okay. you know, in another episode. But um, so what Who, happened uh, was... Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett started this, right? Yes, yeah, him and his father. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So shortly before a show, a TNA show in February of 2004, February 25th to be exact, Punk had a, a physical altercation with Teddy Hart, which is, we'll talk about Teddy Hart. He has his own yeah. documentary on Peacock, which he's insane, where it, it's apparently a woman was disappeared. What? That he was really? dating. And yeah, they think he had something involved with it. He's oh, the nephew geez. of Bret Hart, like crazy, yeah. crazy guy. Um, and, it's on Peacock? Yeah. And it was broken up by Sabu. And um, the scuffle stemmed from a Ring of Honor show, which Hart performed an unplanned spot. He was very big on doing things you weren't expecting. They were dangerous. It's Jeff Jarrett. You know, he thought he was causing uh, an injury and danger. See, this is when Sting was there, too. Was this Sting. is like WW Sting-esque, you know? It's, yeah. Because he didn't go to WWE at this time, and he's signed with TNA. So he's a big component of him and Jeff Jarrett, part of TNA. Now, this is younger Jeff Sting. Jarrett. And Jeff Jarrett's in AEW now. It's crazy. He's, he's got yeah. nine lives in professional wrestling. So Punk stated that he had no that the scuffle had no bearings on on his TNA career. Then he officially quit the next month of, of TNA, which wound up being a good, a better option for him. So, in Ring of Honor, um, including coming in second at the second anniversary show during the tournament to crown the first ever Ring of Honor Pure Champion. Um, he lost to AJ Styles in the finals um, and winning the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship twice with Colt Cabana as the second city Saints. Both times, Punk and Cabana defeated the Briscoe brothers, who that's the one recently that passed away, Jay Briscoe, yeah, yeah. you know, in the car accident um, to win the championship. So Punk had a solid career that set his foundation, you know, in, in professional wrestling. So, right. 
This is where we get into this kind of replaying he's, his. He's gathered himself a following. He's got a following. Yes. Yeah, he had his cult following. Yeah. And meanwhile, while in Ring of Honor, this is all happening. As you see here, so what's going to happen is Punk will turn and betray Raven. So they kind of meld it into the Ring of Honor story as well here, you know, to where they're at odds. Right. So they did a lot of this because Vince Russo was booking this. So this is a lot of swerves, backstabbing, you know, right. that type of atmosphere. So um, in Ring of Honor, Punk faced off against the world champion Samoa Joe. He was big in WWE, yeah. now he's in AEW, um, in three matches, a three-match series. You know, so Joe vs. Punk 2 became Ring of Honor's best-selling DVD at, all, at, at the time. They were very, very big on selling DVDs because that's when DVDs yeah, were course. popular. Because yeah. they didn't have a mainstream TV deal, even to this day. Tony Khan's trying to work on it. Now he has things operating through Ring of Honor Club, the Ring of Honor Club, okay. where it's an online subscription service to watch the show, and YouTube oh. clips, etc. However, DVDs were the number one seller for them. And it was given a five-star rating by Dave Meltzer of The Observer, which was huge. He doesn't give that you know, very often. Um, it was the first match in North America to receive a five-star rating in seven years. The last one being the Hell in the Cell match with Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker from 90, in 97. So um, Joe ended up ended the series by beating Punk in the third and final match in the, and at the end of 2004 at all-star extravaganza two in which there was no time limit stipulation so um it was in preparation for cm punk eventually signing with wwe to their developmental system so it was kind of worked into his storyline you know so so he's he signed with their developmental one not just the main one and no, yeah, because that why? was a, that was the pattern. Because younger wrestlers were signed with the developmental, kind of like he they did with just, NXT he was now. Still too young, he unless was you're an established still... wrestler. Yeah, gotcha. So, um, he wasn't established enough, even though he's been wrestling for all those other things. Yeah, he was Ring signed to a deal after a TV. tryout match. Yeah, so he had a tryout uh, okay. match with Val Venus on, oh, wow. on Sunday Night Heat, <laughs> and they signed him from okay. that point. This is the you know, dying days of Sunday Night Heat. What, what so year are we talking? This what year are we? This talking is 2005, here? June of 2005. Okay. So, you know, we're talking just under about 18 years ago. So even though he accepted the deal, Punk went on to defeat Austin Aries uh, with what he calls his move, the Pepsi Plunge was one of his, his finishing moves. And he won the Ring of Honor Championship on my birthday, June 18th, 2005. Um, then immediately after the match, from being a good guy, he went to become a villain where he threatened to bring the Ring of Honor Championship to WWE. Oh, Wow. And remember this, Mike, because we're going to talk about later on in his career where he did a very similar thing in WWE, which we'll talk about. So he kind of takes a lot of his past. Yeah. And the storyline aspect, his story transitions, which is like the the, the aura of CM Punk. So right. this is what was referred to as the summer of punk, you know, because this is when he was like at his all time high. Bring him on a champion, going to WWE, the hottest thing, the hottest young right. independent, you know, young star of professional wrestling. Right. So I'm going to play this clip for you. He was mocking, saying he's going to take the championship, so much so that he signed his WWE contract on top of the Ring of Honor championship. Wow. You know, this was in New York. And he's wearing a suit here, you know, to show he's corporate, you know. Right. Yes. He's he's the establishment, not anti establishment. He's the Ring of Honor champion, right? Yes, and this is when he started to use, you know, cult of personality, which would be his trademark theme. And this is on this. This is Ring of Honor. Uh, he's, yeah, he signs certainly. the contract on Ring of Honor. Yes, Jeez. on the title, on the title. Wow. Let's talk about Christopher Daniels, who is now works for AEW. There you go. So he's got the contract and he's signing it on the championship. So not only is he signing it on their 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 belt, but he's also signing it on their during their event. Like, yep, exactly. That's, he was getting the ultimate heat. He was, but he's doing the proper thing of you know giving a storyline. Yeah.
the thing is, though, these guys that are at Ring of Honor, they still watch WWE. It's not like they're. Oh, of course, they want you want to go to WWE. That's that's your ultimate yeah. goal. Unless you hate them, you know. So, yeah. you know, during the storyline, Mick Foley made several Ring of Honor attempts. So he was on Ring of Honor. Um, which he attempted to convince Punk to do the right thing and defend the title on his way out instead of taking the title to WWE. Right. Uh, they see Jamie Noble's there, who works for WWE now to this to this day. Um, so it was August 12, 2005 in Dayton, Ohio. Punk lost the Ring of Honor World Championship to James Gibson in a four-corner elimination match consisting of himself, you know, Gibson who won, Samoa Joe, and Christopher Daniels. That's who he's referring to in that promo. Um, and Punk's final scheduled match in Ring of Honor took place at Punk, the final chapter, on August 13th of 2005 against longtime friend Colt Cabana, which was a two out of three falls match. So we're going to play his farewell. You see Colt in the ring right now. We're not going to play the full thing. You know, so you have an idea of, of you know, the impact. You know, fans loved him now, back to being a good guy, because he lost the title. Right. They were thanking him. He was shaking everybody's hand. And what's a shame is Bunk, Punk, after the end of WWE, would be very bitter, very bitter person and hate, hate, hateful to the business. To the, to the wrestling business or WWE? Yes, in general, in which he would not be seen for seven years. Really? Yeah. So big thing in Ring of Honors you see here is they throw streamers to the ring. That's their big That's thing, cool. throwing streamers. That's cool. They're chanting his name, so it's not yeah. like he's... Mike, you know, they chanted his name for seven years until he came back. Whenever there was a lull, especially in really? Chicago, they would chant CM Punk. Wow. And you know, WWE hated it. Vince hated it, of course. Really? They would chant CM Punk anytime wrestling stunk. Really? Yes, that, big, that he was that big. Yes, he's got that. He's got that big of a following. I, I should yeah. say. Yeah, and I'm not sure now. We'll see after we'll talk about the incident in a future episode of what happened. But things change for Punk. Yeah. So here is courtesy of Starcast, which we mentioned before. This is CM Punk's interview at Starcast before he went to AEW, where he discussed leaving Ring of Honor. came a time period where the WWE contract offer came and you left Ring of Honor. This is right before CM point, Punk joined AEW. Okay. To your talents in Ring of Honor. At one point you were running the Wrestling Academy. You were the world champion, all these other things. The offer comes and obviously there's more money, more fame, more adulation, bigger schedule. Was it hard to divorce yourself from Ring of Honor after all those years of working so hard to make that a destination for wrestlers and for wrestling fans. Before there was an AEW, before there were these other groups and every promotion had, every city had five independent shows, there was Ring of Honor and that kind of became the, de the, the every, all rivers flowed to Ring of Honor and then people went from there to other places. Was it hard to let That's Mike Johnson. He's a, a reporter. Chicago, I, mean, yeah, I watched inside. that. I cried like a baby. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I don't know if it hit me until that exact moment, the, how much it was going to suck because I was, going into the unknown i really really was um and you know there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of hope this is older there punk was, now oh, you're gonna right yes the wrong <laughs> way this is that this and, is the punk i know but i was at i was at a point where uh i had to see what i could do um because that's just that's just me and that's who i am you and this know, event so was held in Chicago, so the fans went crazy. This is his first big public appearance talking about wrestling in a very long time. That mountain, and you're like, man, talked about just, UFC, etc., which we'll discuss. So you know, I was always trying to mix martial arts and, and fighting, uh, WWE, but not professional wrestling. In my career, I don't think it was ever the final final. You know, I, I don't think I ever aspired to be a WWE. So he says becoming a millionaire if it wasn't for WWE. He's a millionaire because of that. Because I think all my heroes wrestled in Japan. I thought all Japan wrestling was, you know, 93 was like far and away best wrestling of all time. And I wanted to go there. I got to go to Japan. I was like, fuck yeah, I made it. And then Hashimoto tells me, uh, maybe too big, uh, lightweight, uh, not big enough heavyweight. And like, next thing I know, I've canceled all my bookings because they were supposed to bring me on the tour. And then they tell me I'm not on the tour. And I was just like, uh, so I call up Gabe and I go, he wasn't hey, big enough. That booking back. 
Like in between, too big like, for lightweight. Oh, yeah, you know, because yeah. Gabe, yeah, Gabe was always inundated with that. Like Carino would now always be different. taking guys. Yeah. Yeah. Guys would be canceling off shows. Homicide, low key. All Most that. all guys so are now his size. Wrestling, was, you know, they had the biggest Goliath. You saw. Him, I was like, you right. know, I don't think the Japan thing is going to work out, and I'm sick of being jerked around about you're on the tour, you're off the tour. So I was just like, let's just fucking make something here. And I think we did make something there. I think I'm super proud of Ring of Honor at that time. Because I feel like we made it a destination, just like you said, and it it's still going today. Yeah. I was gonna say AEW that, uses that it as it its minor leagues, right? For guys yes. to go and not well, only work, not officially, well, but because a lot of top stars go there. Kind of, you know, yeah. but they kind of you know, establish stars up, there. Like, it's like an alternative. Okay. What? Why? Plus, he owns the whole library now. They use that footage on AEW Television, AEW Television, which is big because he has a lot of AEW or Ring of Honor stars on AEW or anything like that. But it was. It was very hard. It was very hard to leave because, like I said, it was just unknown. It just, just felt like time to go. Huh. So he felt it was time to go, and hence he now enters the WWE via Ohio Valley Wrestling. So that's officially, comes, September. That's how he. That's how he. Le- he leaves. He leaves there and goes to OV. Uh, OVW. Yeah, he had one of the match in which he teamed with Brian Danielson. You know, um, before you know his last return match, but that one against Punk was. You know the the final match. You know his official final match. You know in Ring okay. of Honor, you could say singles. So we enter OVW, and September two thousand five, Punk was assigned to OVW. You know, which at the time was the de- developmental territory. You know, like what NXT is in a way. Right. Um, and made his debut September eighth two thousand five in a dark match where he and Nigel McGuinness, who was another Ring of Honor star at the time. And Paul Burchill, who become the pirate in WWE, were defeated by Dushade, Elijah Burke, who would go on to be in WWE, but then now is in the NWA, and then Seth Skyfire. No Seth Skyfire in WWE. So he made his television <laughs> debut in on September 26th, so about three weeks later. And then Punk suffered a ruptured eardrum and broken nose. So despite the injury, he finished the match and then was able to recover You know, in, in rather short time. So we're going to show you a clip here for as uh, as CM Punk grew, Punk became the OVW television champion after defeating Ken Doan, who would be part of the Spirit Squad. Remember that? Oh, yeah, the Spirit, yeah I remember that. Yes. Um, which led him immediately into a feud with Brent Albright, who was the previous challenger for the TV title. And then uh, the Spirit, Spirit Squad would be involved attacking Punk um, and What's interesting at this time, and this still happens with NXT, is that um, you'll see some at the time, a lot of the OVW wrestlers uh, would show up as extras at WrestleMania as like part of the entrance. Okay. You know, so he was actually involved in uh, WrestleMania 22, part of the John Cena entrance. I remember that. Where. he was one of the gangsters. We played this before. Yeah, I remember this. When they had the mobsters. Let's see if we can pin, you know, pick him out here. Let me pause it as you come up. Who's that right there? There he is. At, at CM Punk, his WrestleMania debut. <laughs> as a... As a gangster for John Cena. And it's amazing. He's a gangster for John Cena, and he would go on to have a legendary match against John Cena for the championship, you know, a few wow. years later. So it shows. That's, that's, that's pretty crazy right there. Right? So um, after uh, Matt Capitelli, uh, I don't know if you remember him, he won the, he won the um, Tough Enough around that time, okay. and he had to vacate the title because he had a brain tumor. February oh, uh, 2006. Yeah. Um, did he survive? At the he time, survive. he did. Yeah. Oh. But, yeah, he battled, you know, he, he kind of looked like a young Raven. You know, so I, he had a lot of promise, and that's why they, they signed him to OVW. Um, and, unfortunately, he did pass away. I think he passed away, yeah, at the age of 38, about five years ago, you know, Jeez. as you can see. So he battled. For, for for years you know and he recovered then they came back you know so it was a struggle for him 
So he had to vacate the title. And uh, a tournament was held to crown a new champion. And then in May of 2006, Punk won the OVW championship. So we're going to play this clip of him as the OVW champion. My name is CM Punk. And I'm the new OVW TV champion. And I'd like to tell you a little bit of a story. And this was one of his two songs in, in Ring of Honor. And the other one was, of course, Cult of Personality. For a TV title match against his arch nemesis, Ken Dome. But before the match, all parts of nemesis. What we like to call Much more intense, you know. Yes. And let's put a notice here that Paul Heyman was in the back kind of running and operating OVW. How was he? Yes. Down his crowbar on top so of CM Punk, and this will play a role again when Paul Heyman becomes CM Punk's manager in WWE. Is that, is that Al Snow in the background yes. there? Yes, he he now owns OVW. Al Snow purchased OVW now. Oh wow! But you what's know, interesting is that Paul Heyman comes back full circle and works with Punk a few years later in WWE. Oh jeez! And becomes his manager. A lot of so like CM Punk stuff, but it kind of like comes full circle. It does. That's right. the thing. That's so interesting. Not, not, not all wrestlers. Ha that doesn't happen to every wrestler. No. And we'll see if it'll come full circle after the incident took place. You know, uh, you know months ago. We'll talk. We'll talk about that in another episode. Though. Yeah. Off the weights. Yes. You'll like that that interview with Punk. That's pipe bomb too. You can say in a way. Okay. So I think, you know, we're going to wrap it up before he makes it to the main roster here. Right, so yeah. So, as champion, Punk retained the title in matches against Shad Gaspard, the one that passed away was part of crime time. He's the one that passed away saving his son that was drowned. Oh, yeah, yep. Ken Kennedy. Kennedy! Johnny Jeter, who was a part of the Spirit Squad, and The Miz, Mike The Miz Mizan. Oh, wow. So, this is kind of crazy how he really he built his career next from the bottom and just kept winning. Yeah. You know, he was just moving on to each developmental program until he got he to the built, top. Yeah, he built a following. He built a yeah. following. Kind of like that's how you're supposed to do it. Like it's an organic way to do it. Rather yeah, than like being pushed. And you know? kind of what Seth Rollins kind of had that, you know, we talked about his early career, which we, you know, we'll get into. Yeah. He was a Ring of Honor. He's known as Tyler Black in Ring of Honor. Okay. So, you yeah. Know, so, um, so that's a, that another way to similar, do it. The, yeah. To build a, a build a reputation and build a, a following through these independent circuits. And, you know, where you finally get your shot and you continue it because you already have that following. You have that that backing behind you rather than like, you know, just being thrown like Austin uh, theory, uh, theory, just being thrown yes. into it. Yeah. It's a different way to do it. It's harder to, I would say it's harder. Let's, let's see. It's, it's harder to do it Austin's way, but it's, it's it takes longer to do it. CM Punk's he, he way. He ran. Yeah. He ran hard and short Austin, you know, he wrestled for only like seven years. Yeah. Austin's crazy. You know, yeah. you're talking about Seth Rollins being WWE for 10 years. Yeah. You know? That's wild. You know, his run ran for seven years. He wrestled longer than that, but his heart, his, his popular run was seven years. Right. You know, from the ringmaster to his, the end of his career. So you're talking, you know, so it was very short compared to, to the stars of today. So that was right. kind of the second version of Summer of Punk, you know, June into the end of August in which um, uh, he would, he win the tag team titles, the OVW Southern Tag Team Championship, then lose them. Um, to Deuce and Domino, which was the 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 fifties tag team, Deuce and Domino oh, with Cherry, okay. they kind of look like Andrew Dice Clay in a way, you know, the white shirt, cool. leather jackets, grease, you know. Gosh, yep. Um, and then it was they were preparing for CM Punk's exit as he was ready to be called up to the main roster. So, uh, he made sporadic appearances for the company, you know, even the four hundredth episode of OVW Television until. WWE officially announced it was ending its developmental territory agreement with OVW in February 2008 as they were preparing to create Florida Championship Wrestling as their 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 home, their hub. Right, which be, would become NXT. Right? Yes. So from that point on, it, it was set, ready to go, where CM Punk would 
turned to the main roster as, as a spot open up for him with, because there wasn't a spot for my Raw SmackDown, but there was for the upstart new ECW revamp. Oh, so he would be a big wow. staple. We talked about it briefly when we covered WWE ECW. So they needed stars. The goal was to have ECW be the up and coming, you know, young stars from those different right. territories that will come up and grow and move to the main roster. So CM Punk would debut on ECW television. And that's See, now, that, we'll now that I think of it, that's that's where I episode. thought he came from. Is yeah. That's where I thought he came from was ECW. Yeah, he was WWE's version of ECW. But but ECW's not... WWE version. Yes. Okay. I was wondering because I was like, I was sitting here thinking like, when's he going to, when's, when was he in ECW? When's he, I'm thinking in my head. Yeah. When was he going to be in ECW? But it's, yeah. it was, that's how he became in ECW. Yes. Okay. All so right. we'll, our next edition of the Punk Chronicles in Hawaii, the story of Punk. Right. Story of Punk. So is is will cover his main roster debut, a part of ECW, taking that straight edge character with him to EC, WWE ECW or WWE's w- version w- of ECW. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. So thoughts? Uh, yeah, it's intriguing. It's very trying to fill some intriguing. gaps in here. Yeah, really kind of filling in a huge gap of who CM Punk was that. You know, what did the CM Punk mean? You know, what does that mean? So that was kind of cool to hear that part. Uh, yeah, that was, you know, so far I'm a, I'm a fan of CM Punk. There's no reason for me not yeah. to be right now. Uh, so there, there's a lot more to cover. I'm, I'm kind of yeah. figuring out where, when to stop, you know, the the saga of punk you know i because yeah. we can we could actually looking at it now we can do at least three maybe even four with AEW's run because we still wild. have the ufc and the mma portion of his of his career you he know to, he was like in brock. mma he was in yes. mma but the opposite of brock lesnar's success so oh, but he the, so the, brock's a beast but you know cm punk learned mixed martial arts from nothing you know and had no background in it right you know and well, was able, you know, i didn't know that he, you went from nothing to, to being a part of the UFC. They were hoping for another Brock Lesnar. Right. But it, he's we'll not built like, it. he's not built like Brock Lesnar. No, Brock's Brock's an animal. So, yeah. So, yeah. So cool. yeah, we'll, we'll, what will happen is this will separate the next couple episodes. We'll see either it'll be two or three episodes of the rest of punk saga. We'll cover his ECW stint into him uh, making his way to the main roster, you know, and then I think we'll discuss it right up until possibly the pipe bomb which he's most known for. We'll see how long we get into that. If whether we discuss the pipe bomb or we separate into another episode, we'll see okay. how far along we get. And then we'll talk about his latter years in WWE, his time off for years, and then his return to AEW, which was celebrated, which had another CM Punk downfall, which was, you know, a pretty crazy experience in which we'll get into an incident that took place. Are there year. chances that he'll ever come back to WWE? I don't think Poss. I don't know because uh, I don't think Triple H likes him. To be honest, oh, you know. Yeah, well, so yeah. I don't think because we'll talk about it. But um, towards the end of his career, you know, or in WWE, I should say, he was offered a match with Triple H. You know, so he yeah. said, um, "I should be in the main event." He says, "Well, you're getting a Vincent. You're getting a main event match." And Triple H was in the room, you know, with Triple H. He goes. You don't understand. I don't have to wrestle Triple H. He has to wrestle me. Oh, geez. You know, yeah. Saying like, you know, I should be in the main yeah. event. Wrestling Triple H is not in the McMahon's eyes. You're wrestling Triple H. That's one of the main event matches. You know, yeah, instead right. of having the main event, you have multiple main events. Right. You know, now if Punk was in WWE with a two night WrestleMania, I could see him main eventing one of the two nights. But yeah, when it was a one show, you know, it, he wanted to be the last guy in there. So that was right. kind of like the 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 beginning of the end for him but we'll talk about that more okay so we'll cover the different phases that punk get into and gets into throughout his career right. and so we covered the early stages now he's in part of ring up was part of ring of honor now he's officially in WWE, a part of the ecw brand let's we'll cool. kick it off all, all right? right cool yeah good to go yeah so ring announcer sean beckerman's back i'm back to ring announcing it's exciting you were yeah, just we didn't uh... talk about it too much so i was excited I was back into the rhythm it's a lot of these young wrestlers that I, I was able to announce. They haven't seen because they're young. They're in their early 20s. So they haven't seen me announce. I've announced in probably eight to eight, 10 yeah, years. Eight, yeah. 10 years. Yeah. 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 So, you know, how was it? Came how, was it how, how was it to get back in the ring to do that? Oh, it was like it was like I never missed it. You know, goosebumps, you know, and I, I realized why I love doing it. 
because yeah. I was thinking I drive so far. Would I do it? I know I want to be, be a part of WWE. That was a you know pipe dream in a way, but yeah. And the timing when I wanted to apply, they weren't looking for someone that was like me. Right. Um, you know, so it was. It made me realize why I loved it. You know, being a part of the show, the camaraderie yeah. with with the wrestlers. Some wrestlers I saw, I've worked with that you know recently that I haven't worked with in a decade. They saw me, couldn't believe it was me after all these years. Yeah. And then um, new guys that that didn't know me, you know, and then said to me, "Is this your, is this your first time ring announcing?" Like they were shocked. It was like, <laughs> "No." And you know, the, the 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 ref and the guy that ran it said, "No, he's been doing it a long time. He's he announced Adam Cole. He announced Kevin yeah. Owens. You know." He's a, he's announced for a long time, so he's he's been around the block. So because they thought this new guy is good, you know, right, I don't know yeah. how he, you know. So how uh, do you get here? Show, yeah, right. Yeah, all of a sudden it's your first time announcing, man. <laughs> it's it's just falling back into it. It's just learning now. They gave me an hour and a half to learn about twenty two different names, towns, nicknames. Oh, I don't like to read off of a card. I like to, yeah. it's more professional to memorize it. Sure, but these kids are all new to me. I don't know, you know, the, the guys yeah. I work with. I knew who they are. And right. the guys I used to announce are in WWE. So it's, you know, so yeah. seeing, you know, new guys I have to learn, you know, what's your nickname? What's your weight? What's your hometown? So I have to look off of the cards more than I want to as I get back into That's it. More you, more, yeah, you're, you're going to memorize. I won't need eventually. to as much. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to memorize. But it was eventually. fun. I'm excited to get back into it and, and start a new, restart a chapter in my career that I really, my life, not just my career that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, you'll be joining me, you know, the next outing and. Yep. The kids so it should be fun for my kids to watch me in the ring and it's, yeah, it's that'd fun be the, you know? that'd be cool I, yeah. i'm excited to see that happen that'd be cool to see, for them to see that you do that yeah so I'm, I'm i'm excited yeah yeah so that's cm punk it kind of fits because i never got to announce cm punk i always wanted to because you know i didn't start renouncing until 2007 you know so at that point punk was in ecw you know, yeah. so he was already out of the independence. So I just missed him in the independence when I started it, announcing. Right. Yeah, I started really 2007 to 2008 was my introduction, you know, announcing for CZW, you know, and, and other organizations early on. So it was, I missed the CM Punk era, but a lot of the wrestlers he wrestled, I did announce because they oh. didn't make the WWE at that time. So that's cool. Yeah. You, you, you said you re-announced uh, Kevin Owen. That's cool. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I mean, Sami Zayn with his El Generico, you know, I got right. to announce Adam Cole before, you know, when he was the Panama City, City Playboy instead of the cool guy Panama that he is City now. Playboy. Yeah, I, I announced um, Cesaro, who we talked about, was now Claudio, you know, is back as Claudio in AEW. Right. You know, and some of the big guys, a lot of guys that, that punk wrestled. I, uh, I I announced Cole Cabana, his best friend. I did it get to yeah. announce him. Bret Hart, you know, I told you, you know, it's old yeah. Greg Hammer Valentine. Heard his beefcake, cool. you know, big doink, you know, but it wasn't the doink, it was that someone in a doink costume. Doink. The, yeah, doink. the Patriot. That's you know, a whole bunch of stars, you know. So Gangrel, you know, Rikishi, Scotty Tuhati. Gangrel. You know, but also the, the young guys. I mean, I announced uh um a Tyler Black when it was a ring, you know, not in Ring of Honor, but Seth Rollins I announced as Tyler That's Black. Cool. That's really neat. You know, Chris That's Hero. Fun. Yeah, so a lot of the guys, Jake the Snake is, you know, legends, but also these new guys that are now top stars. Yeah, so you're going to see these, you know, these guys you're, you're going to be ring announcing That's now. what I'm thinking. I'm like, could... who can I pick? Yeah, I'm like, who can I pick out here that could be potential, you know? Yeah, I'm excited so to see that. Yeah. It's, time to get, it's also time to get some autographs here. Get some, right? get them some to sign on. some stuff, yeah. you know? I have a card. I, I gave it to Paxson to put it that had my notes of Adam Cole's name. Okay. On it because we I don't, we didn't talk about Adam Cole too much, but he was no. a big WWE star. WWE wanted him. Vince wanted to make him. He was in NXT for a long time. Yeah. Vince wanted to make him a manager because he's too okay. small. Right. So he went to AEW and is a, he's a big star. You know, he's been out a little bit, but it's going to be coming back soon. But I have a card of me announcing my notes for Adam Cole, who he is. You know, that's cool. So, yeah. So it, it's cool. it's interesting. It's fun. You know, Mia Yim, who we just saw in, in yeah. On the house show, I announced her. You know, when yeah. she was, you know, she was one of the blue hair. I announced her. Blue hair. So she isn't a woman. It's gonna, it's gonna be fun to yeah. see you doing this again. See where these guys go, and maybe yeah. follow these young, you know, follow these, you know, these young independents too. Yeah, it, it was good wrestling. It's a good show they put together. I'm looking forward to it. So this is Dog Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators. It's held uh, based out of Glassboro, New Jersey, South Jersey areas where they mostly tour. They may have an event coming up in April in Mount Laurel. 
There's an event in Glassboro coming up at the end of March, March 25th, which should, this should be out before that event takes place. Yep. And then we have a couple events scheduled throughout the rest of the year. So, and then we were recently at Rowan University for our show. So it was all college kids there. It's kind of cool. They put the ring in the middle of the student center. Yeah, it was very cool. I watched the yeah. video of it. It was, it was a cool, cool atmosphere. You can check them out on Dog, D-A-W-G, Wrestling, uh, DogProWrestling.com, and also Dog Wrestling on YouTube. So. It's all my plugs. Mike, your plugs, MSW26 on Twitter. Yep. Uh, MSW26 on Twitter. We got uh, You Still Watch Wrestling on Instagram. Uh, at You Still Rest, You Still Watch. Uh, I think that's, I think those are all of them. Yeah. At Sean Beckerman on Twitter. You know, you can follow us on YouTube, Twitter. Uh, we all have, we have all the yeah. socials, the Insta. And we're going to start, you know, increasing more content. That's the goal. You know, we love yep. your feedback. Maybe one day have a Patreon. We can do some live rewatches with fans. You know, we're trying to work out. We want to increase our presence on YouTube, but we're trying to figure out the streaming side because you know we don't want to get flagged. Yeah, we want to find a way where we can watch together, so you can see us talking about it, but also see what we're watching in, in a way, so you kind of see it but not see it. You know, to where you can watch it. it on your own. But we'll take it from there. So, Mike, right. thank you. Thank That's you, chapter one of Punk. In the books as we'll get ready for chapter two as it's wrestlemania season mike Look thank you to it. until next time what what did tony say we're out of time <laughs>